the award-winning Your Financial Editor program on 930 WFMD. News from the worlds of business and finance with your financial editor, Chris Murray. Welcome to another edition of the Your Financial Editor program right here on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcast. I am Chris Murray. Uh, thanks for being with us. Hope your weekend's going well. Good program plan for you. Interesting top stories, some interesting uh, economic data uh, from this past week. And also joining me in just a little bit, Miss Ariel Del Turco. She's a director of the Center for Religious Liberty at um, the Family Research Council. Also writes for the Washington Stand. Uh, wonderful information. Uh, she's a really good journalist and researcher going to be talking about the hostility against churches, uh, especially so far in the first quarter of 2023. Also, she's done great work on um, talking about and writing about what's going on um, at the Department of uh, State under Anthony Blinken, the secretary, the types of things that he's defending, what it's doing to the country. And obviously, for all those folks outside looking in, especially our enemies, um, what does it look like to them and how quickly are they taking advantage of all of the weaknesses and the uh, cracks in the dam, basically, that they're seeing? Um, it's, uh, it's not surprising to see they're moving at a very, very quick pace. So we'll be uh, talking with uh, Ms. Del Torco in just a little bit about that. Talked about uh, top stories. We really have to come back around to uh, following the banking situation. And even before that, what happened in the cryptocurrency, the digital currency uh, landscape. So there was the big collapse of FTX, and we've had new management in uh, running that company since. Um, the original founder and CEO was arrested and uh, awaits trial, prosecution, and hopefully a long time in jail. But the new management team at FTX put out an initial report on really what led to the demise of the bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange, painting a very, very ugly picture of their operations under that uh, founder and CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, uh, just no leadership whatsoever. The FTX debtors, uh, which uh, led by the chief executive and restructuring officer, John J. Ray III, wrote in the high-level overview that, uh, quote, while the FTX group's failure is novel in the unprecedented scale of harm it caused, many of its root causes are familiar, hubris, incompetence and greed, unquote. So the report said that the director of uh, FTX, the former director, uh, Freed, of FTX and its affiliated entities lacked the appropriate management, the appropriate governance, um, organizational structure necessary for its size, as well as um, just common sense, basic financial and accounting controls needed, much less for a small company. But here you're, you were talking about a multi-billionaire dollar firm. Um, so, you know, this was – Freed is sloppy. He's a big Democratic contributor, gave over $39 million in 2022 election cycle alone. Um, actually, it was closer to $40 million, with almost all of that going to Democratic candidates. He was a pay-to-play guy. You see him. There's video out there where Maxine Waters and others are blowing him kisses and giving him hugs because of the money that he was making available to them. This is really important because if he is not disciplined in a very uh, fair and harsh way for what he did, uh, then, of course, other people will look at it and say, oh, well, maybe I can get away with that and I'm not going to get in much trouble even if I do get called. 
So that, along with all the other issues that we've seen after uh, FTX collapse, we obviously we talked about um, Silicon Valley Bank. We talked about Signature Bank, Credit Suisse, and others. Those were the ones in the headlines. But we saw that lending by U.S. banks plunged by the biggest amount on record in the final two weeks of March after these banking scandals were discovered and brought to light. That info is uh, basically just the latest data from the Federal Reserve. So the Fed data showed that commercial bank lending here in the United States fell by $105 billion in the two weeks ending March 29th. That's the largest pullback uh, in the measure on record. That record goes back to 1973. So the lending collapse was uh, led by a decrease in real estate loans and commercial and industrial loans. It was really across the board. On top of that, you've got the Federal Reserve and this administration really not knowing from the onset what to do with inflation and actually not what to do with it, but to allow it to become worse. So they fueled that. Um, you know, that that inflation with uh, the Federal Reserve pumping excess currency into the market, obviously the administration spending trillions of dollars that they didn't need to spend uh, just on pet projects and the like. And um, also the Federal Reserve being slow to act once they did it, once they did really um, admit that inflation was a serious problem. It wasn't transitory. It wasn't going to stay low. You fill in the blank. It was a massive failure across the board. And that really hurt these banks because they own um, securities that are interest rate sensitive. When the Federal Reserve goes from 0% interest to four and a half, four and three quarters in 12 months, you're going to have a train wreck. So, you know, it was no big surprise. It was just kind of the, not even the elephant in the room. It was the, you know, the entire zoo in the room that people were acting like wasn't there. So then you've got Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, attempting to reassure Americans that, hey, everything's fine as far as the state of the global economy. She was at a press conference on Tuesday saying that, yeah, we might have an economic downturn, but she did not anticipate one. And she believes that the banking system remains strong. And anything else she could say at the same time, she continues to talk out of both sides of her mouth. Uh, You wonder how a political bureaucrat stays in the mix of things as long as she's had. When you look at her, her background and her lack of achievement and um, even success in any areas, I mean, it's it's really a shame. So um, the other thing is uh, she was asked about um, visiting China and what was her answer? Well, at the appropriate time, it's hard to do when you're owned by the Chinese Communist Party. Um, They continue to punk every official in the Biden administration. Unfortunately for us, that it's even worse than that because they do it publicly They've done it to uh, Secretary Blinken, the Secretary of State. They've done it to Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense. They've done it, of course, to Joe Biden. Um, So it's just really a a shame. Um, The other thing we see, and and a lot of this is, uh, of course, from this administration, is the confusion that's being um, brought about and actually championed and pushed forward by this administration of uh, transvestites and and other um, unnatural things. And we saw that enter the business world again this week um, as Bud Light, the parent company, uh, Anheuser-Busch InBev, 
suffered a bloodbath. And that was because uh, all of the, or most of the consumers out there nationwide revolted against the nation's top-selling beer brand. And that was after um, their new spokesperson, the transvestite uh, Dylan Mulvaney, they had him doing videos, and I, I could only watch one. But he is so demeaning to real women. I don't know how ladies uh, handle it. It's just sickening. Um, but you've got this impact where Anheuser-Busch InBev lost, whatever, $5 billion in market value this week. You've got restaurants and bars that are not even ordering their products anymore. That's going to impact the suppliers who are innocent bystanders in this, uh, just like the bars and restaurants are, but not so much if you're a main Anheuser-Busch supplier and all of a sudden people quit ordering. You've got a serious problem. So, you know, they're talking about the stupid talking points. Uh, It's an effort to be inclusive. Um, But really what they did is they excluded 95 or 98% of the country that has no interest in that lifestyle or that fantasy that this uh, guy Mulvaney is trying to uh, project. So you saw sales of bottled products drop 30% over the past week, and drought beer was down 50%, according to one bar owner. And those stories are very similar around the country. So, um, you know, you've got InBev, which is the parent of Budweiser, Bud Light, Michelob Ultra, Stella, Bush, Natural Light. Um, As I mentioned, you've got bars, suppliers, distributors, all caught up in this nonsense. You've also, it was interesting to see um, some of those that are in this camp that are behind all this, uh, these lies coming in to prop up the stock um, to make it look like it wasn't as bad as everybody was saying. In other words, to try to cover up the truth. So that was interesting as well. And there was, it's not just this beer ad, right? So now this guy, Mulvaney, apparently Nike goes to him and says, hey, we want you to market sports brawls to women. Again, how ignorant, how stupid. I mean, to me, not surprising with Nike. I haven't bought anything Nike for years and years and years. They're a pathetic company when it comes to um, the things they support, who makes their product, you know, in the garment industry. You look at that. Uh, their sellout to China, the Communist Party again. Um, so apparently you've got ladies, and I don't blame them, that are doing videos where they're burning their Nike uh, apparel because they're so insulted with what Nike is, do- uh, Nike is doing with this. Uh, this spills over to the NBA, the National Basketball Association, I saw this week that the NBA instructed their office staff to significantly limit hiring to reduce expenses for the remainder of their fiscal year because of what they're saying, economic headwinds. That was according to a memo obtained by the New York Times of all publications, which is a terrible, uh, it's a fish wrap like most papers. Um but staffers were told to cancel some of their uh, off-site meetings or hold them virtually. Also, travel uh, and entertainment is going to be slashed per this memo. So they're saying they're seeing significant challenges to achieving uh, their revenue budget. Um, again, they caved to the Chinese Communist Party. Totally. Clothing brands and their exposure to the garment industry, as I as I mentioned, they have no regard for anything but money. 
and the ridiculous uh, narrative, uh, false narrative that's out there about so many different things. Um, so, uh, no big surprise. Couldn't happen to a better organization. Uh, I, you know, you can tell talking to people about the, um, the NBA, the NFL, you know, the NFL years ago when they started with the kneeling thing and all that, uh, that false narrative and nonsense. Um, they've just, they've been hemorrhaging ever since. Uh, when we get back to, I was talking about Janet Yellen a couple minutes ago and the Federal Reserve. Well, the federal budget deficit shot up to $1.1 trillion in the first six months of this fiscal year, 2023. That's $430 billion more than the deficit we had at this exact exact point uh, last year. That was according to the Congressional Budget Office, the CBO. So what's happening? Well, it's really simple. Government spending was 13% higher so far compared to where it was in 2022. And revenue, it dropped 3%. So you can't run your life this way or you'll go bankrupt or go to jail, whatever. But the government spends 13% more, most of it wasteful spending, unnecessary, and they take in 3% less in revenue to the Treasury Department. Those numbers don't work. On top of that, the higher interest rates that we have because the Fed um, and the administration caused all of this uh, needless inflation, with those interest rates going up to combat that inflation, um, we, as taxpayers, paid $90 billion more in interest payments in the first half of fiscal 2023. So not only is it costing us for energy and gas and food and apparel and airline tickets or whatever with all the inflation, now we have to spend $90 billion more just in interest payments on the debt, and that's just the first six months. So uh, it, it doesn't bode well, obviously, for the rest of the year. Um, and don't forget, we've got the, um, the battle of the budget and the debt ceiling coming up. We've already hit that ceiling. They're doing, they're playing their shell game at the Treasury Department to make certain payments. But the bottom line is um, it's going to be a hard stop, probably July is my guess, where um, you're going to have all the hysteria. The world's going to end. We're going to default on our debt, um, blah, 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 just so they can raise spending on more wasteful things. So uh, the one good thing about last fall was the fiscal and social conservatives that were newly elected to um, the House and also those that were already there with those newly elected folks have more power and will be able to hold the line, not be blackmailed or You know, they're going to have people that they represent that knows if they see some stupid commercial about somebody being pushed off a cliff in a wheelchair um, and they're using the Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all that garbage as the argument, you know, right away you have a serious problem and probably a uh, very dishonest uh, politician behind it. So um, we'll get to some economic data in just a minute. So stay tuned for that. Just like stallions let loose through the countryside. I wouldn't trade one sunset here. 
Are you tired of playing the thermostat game? One room, always too cold or just a little too hot? But getting it just right only takes one call. At Marcool Heating and Cooling, we believe in whole home comfort. So everyone is comfortable in every room. Make sure your system is running at peak performance. Visit our website at marcoolhvac.com. That's Marcool with a K. Proudly serving Frederick and surrounding counties with Carrier. Turn to the experts. MarcoolHVAC.com. This Saturday, for one day only, it's Regency Furniture's Super Saturday event with our biggest discounts. Save 30% off store-wide or get 72 months no interest financing on beautiful Regency Furniture. Super Saturday deals in stock store-wide. Sofas, $4.99. Five-piece dining sets, $4.99. Queen bed, $3.99. Thousands of items in stock. Plus, no credit needed. Fast, easy approval. And yes, affordable payments. Save 30% off all furniture during Regency's Super Saturday event in Frederick and Hager town. D.C. and Baltimore stations won't talk about where you live, but we will. 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a podcast, just go to Apple Podcasts, grab it there. One thing that we saw this week, there was a lot of data. Obviously, yesterday, the earnings season really kicked off with the big banks like J.P. Morgan and Citigroup and whatnot. So we're going to be knee deep in the earnings season going forward for the next few weeks. Um, But the data that we saw that obviously was uh, really important and and interesting to people was the inflation data. So we saw that uh, the CPI, the Consumer Price Index, came in um, hotter than expected. Uh, You know, that's painful. Um, Basically, it was up one-tenth to one-percent. Uh, month over month, it was up 5% from where it was last year. So up 5% on an annual basis. Um, and then when you, you know, you look, you start breaking it down into different pieces. It's even worse. Shelter cost up 8.2% over the past year. So obviously people have to have, you know, shelter, rent, that type of thing. Grocery prices up 8.4%. So the whole, you know, 5%, um, and then you get into the, I'm not going to get into the weeds, but the core prices were up even more. They were up uh, 5.6%. Um, that's the first acceleration we've seen in five months. And um, it, it now we've got these gas prices because, as we talked about on the show recently, um, OPEC. Well, I don't know if I talked about it on the program or um, with Bob and Ryan in the morning. But bottom line, OPEC and the cartel, another gut punch to Americans by saying we're going to reduce our daily output of oil by 1.15 million barrels. Might be more to come after they've already done some of that. So that's why you're seeing all your fuel costs go up. Producer price index eased a little bit. The headline number, same story, though. It's still extremely painful and uh, depends where you're looking. Um, and and I, I think, unfortunately, that uh, it's probably going to make things uglier for March's CPI and PPI in the area of energy, gasoline, diesel fuel, electric. You know, it's going to it's going to be a serious problem because of this stupid, unnecessary energy policy that is fake to its core about what they're saying can be done and what they're trying to force literally force industries to do and force Americans to choose. So something's going to give folks that, I mean, this is one thing after another and sooner or later, the camel's back breaks, right? That's just the way it's going to be. 
Uh, really looking forward to my conversation on the other side of uh, this quick break. Miss uh, Ariel Del Torco, uh, the Family Research Council's director of the Center for Religious Liberty, a really good uh, journalist, a very good researcher, talking about the crazy things that are going on um, against people of faith, um, and also talking about those that supposedly are doing good things in leadership in these cabinet positions. Of course, we know that's not true. This is 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Now, WFMD News. Frederick police continue investigating a stabbing in front of Magoo's Pub late Thursday night. At around 11.15, officers responded to the unit block of West 2nd Street and located two men who had been stabbed in the upper torso. Both were flown by Maryland State Police helicopter to a hospital in Baltimore. They were listed in stable condition at the time of their transport. Investigators say the stabbings occurred as a result of an altercation. They say they're still trying to locate a suspect. One man was flown to a trauma center following a vehicle crash Friday morning in the Urbana area. Fire and rescue officials say units responded to Route 80 at Sugarloaf Parkway, where a tanker truck overturned, spilling its cargo of milk. The driver was trapped but was extricated before being taken to a hospital. The Maryland Department of the Environment was called to the scene as the milk ran down Route 80 and into the storm drains. The Maryland Health Care for All Coalition is praising Governor Wes Moore for signing an emergency bill into law, which confirms the authority of the Maryland Prescription Drug Affordability Board. Vinny DeMarco is president of the coalition. The authority they have now, which was confirmed in this legislation that Governor Moore signed on Tuesday, gives them the authority to put upper payment limits on what state and local government pay for high-cost drugs, which will help all of us. DeMarco says the next step is to expand the Prescription Drug Affordability Board's authority to set upper limit prices on prescription drugs for all Marylanders. I'm Kevin McManus, WFMD News. I'm Karen McHugh. 21-year-old Jack Teixeira, the Air National Guard member accused of leaking classified documents, had his first court appearance Friday. Teixeira was arraigned in Boston. Prosecutors there requesting he be detained pending trial, and federal prosecutors have set a pretrial hearing for next Wednesday. Now, during the brief proceeding, Teixeira said fairly little. On Capitol Hill, lawmakers are demanding action. Fox's Kevin Cork. Getting back to business, President Biden, just back from Ireland, says he's willing to respond to Republican challenges regarding budget talks. Of course I'll speak on Show me his budget. At all expressions, show me your budget. You know, he, we agreed early on. I'd lay down a budget, which I did on March 9th, and he'd lay down a budget. I don't know what we're negotiating, but I don't know what they want. The president speaking to reporters at Dover Air Force Base. America is listening to Fox News. The 930 WFMD Skyscan forecast for Frederick and surrounding counties. As we head into the day, we'll have an 80% chance of showers and possibly a thunderstorm with a high near 75 and light south wind. New rainfall amounts between a tenth and quarter of an inch, except higher amounts possible in thunderstorms. Saturday night, we'll have a 30% chance of scattered showers and thunderstorms, otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 58 and light and variable wind. PJ's Roofing. When it comes to your roof, they've got you covered. Visit pjsroofing.com. I'm Dan Sutton. Right now at Ashley, get 0% interest for 60 months on select best-selling mattresses. And visit your local Ashley store to experience our test rest and learn about savings options with qualifying mattress purchases. For better sleep and savings, visit Ashley today in Frederick, Hagerstown, and Chambersburg. It's your financial editor with Chris Murray on 930 WFMD. People like you got nothing better to do than throw rocks at things that shine. Well, you ought to be chasing your own dreams instead of shooting holes in mine. Then again, keep it coming, keep your big mouth running, keep kicking me while I'm down. Welcome 
Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com and as a podcast. Thanks so much for being with us today. Hope your weekend's going well. And um, as I mentioned uh, right before the break, we were going to be jumping into our conversation. Uh, really looking forward to it. Uh, my guest this morning, Miss Ariel Del Turco. Uh, she's a director of the Center for Religious Liberty at the Family Research Council. Also does a lot of uh, writing and uh, research and uh, puts that on paper for the Washington Stand. Uh, again, if you haven't uh, heard of that, you know I'd encourage you to uh, check it out. You just go to WashingtonStand.com. Um, and also, you can go to frc.org for the Family Research Council. Good morning, Ariel. How are you? Good morning. It's great to be with you. Yeah, thanks a lot. I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, schedule. So I guess let's just start with um, what is the Family Research Council? It's been a while since we've had a guest on from your organization. And, uh, you know, what do you guys do? What do you, what do you accomplish? Yeah, so FRC is a nonprofit based in Washington, D.C., and we focus on public policy. Uh, so that mission encompasses a lot of different things, but primarily it includes uh, educating our politicians on the issues that uh, social conservatives care about, primarily uh, life, family, and religious freedom, and I cover that religious freedom aspect. And we also raise awareness among the general public. So we have the Washington Stand, which is a daily news and opinion website with a lot of information on current events from a biblical worldview. Uh, and we also have a daily radio program of our own, Washington Watch, which um, airs at about 5 o'clock every day. Um, yeah, so um, mainly uh, educating both politicians, but also the broader public. Okay, so, um, and I, I appreciate uh, the work that you guys do. I think you do a phenomenal job. I'm on the email list, so I actually get to to uh, to see and read and kind of have a good understanding of, like you said, what you're trying to accomplish and who you're trying to help and protect. So recently... Um, you authored uh, a piece called Hostility Against Churches. So some folks might, like, wonder why does that come into our program? You know, for since 1997, we've been talking here on the program about um, economics, business, the world of finance, politics. Um, but everything for a lot of people is tied to their faith and to their family, and when that's interrupted or interfered with, it has or can have um, kind of a rippling effect with uh, everything that's going on in their life. And obviously that impacts many different areas. So um, we've heard a lot and seen a lot and read a lot, unfortunately, about um, the uh, kind of the, the, the war, if you will, on uh, religion. Um, tell us what you found in the uh, supplemental report that you have on the first quarter of this year that you titled Hostility Against Churches. Yeah, so Family Research Council has been tracking what we call acts of hostility against churches from 2018 to this year. And we've noticed a very stark increase over that amount of time. So we're including things like vandalism, arson, gun-related incidents, bomb threats, or other acts of just violence or uh, interruption of church services, uh, anything that takes place on church property. Uh, so even at the beginning of this year, just from January through March, we're only a quarter of the way through, uh, we found 69 acts of hostility against churches taking place across the United States, and that number is three times higher than the same time frame last year. So we think this is deeply concerning for anyone who cares about religious freedom. And even as you mentioned, all of these issues are tied together. Uh, if people don't feel safe going to church or they feel that uh, their community is targeting them, uh, that has ripple effects for all of society, including things like uh, economic and 
issues and pluralism. Uh, so we think this is deeply concerning. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that for sure. And, and really the church uh, and um, Christians in particular uh, have been under attack for some time. I think uh, what was extremely harmful was um, when the virus made its way here. And of course, you, you know, we've all said it, it could be a bumper sticker. Keep open the uh, bars and the strip joints, but close the, the churches. Um, it, there was absolutely no sense behind that. Um, so that, unfortunately, I think was uh, even more uh, of an undermining when it came to these religious institutions. Yeah, and I think exactly your example of what happened during the height of the COVID pandemic uh, really ties into what we're seeing happen against churches every single day. Uh, I think there's just an increasing hostility towards Christianity and towards core Christian beliefs in our culture. And I, I think that makes people feel more comfortable lashing out against churches. They're taking out their rage and their anger against churches. Um, in part just because they're not taught to respect Christianity. They're not taught to respect religious freedom anymore. And so when people are hearing in the news every day and in their schools that, oh, it's Christians who are uh, trying to take away our, our so-called right to abortion and uh, they are they hate the LGBT community, all of this is, is extremely dangerous. Uh, and so, of course, uh, angry and troubled people are going to be going after churches. So um, it, it is a very, very, uh, um, I think, dangerous environment. When you look right now, um, and it doesn't really matter um, what faith you are, um, you see things uh, that are really on social media that are trending like hashtag not my Pope. You see things like um, Joe Biden not being able to uh, receive communion from certain priests because of their belief in that he's doing exactly the opposite of what a good Christian would do. You look at the United Methodist Church, which literally is breaking up. Um, you've got lawsuits You've got churches, people showing up and their church doors being chained and locked, assets being seized. So this isn't just an attack from the, uh, you know, from the atheist or from those that are on the true dark side. It seems like a lot of this is being done internally, and it's very, very harmful as well. Yeah, we're in a time of... Uh, particular tension uh, in our society, and that includes even internally uh, amongst denominations and even within our denominations. Um, but I think really we need to be rooted in this American tradition of religious freedom, right? Uh, even from the time of our foundings and, and before when there was just colonies, uh, America was a fairly diverse place religiously, within Christianity, of course, uh, with different denominations. But we found this robust um, uh, desire to have religious freedom for everyone to be able to live out their faith freely uh, and not be targeted for it, not be shut down by the government. Uh, there was widespread religious toleration. And I, I think we need to remind ourselves of that and just how much that's an American value, that even if we don't agree with someone's faith or their perspective, that we can respect them, that we can uh, uh, fight for their right for religious freedom, uh, that we can condemn people that uh, commit crimes against them and attack them. Uh, I, I think although religious freedom is essentially the freedom for everyone to live out their own faith, even though those are different. The fact that is that it can be unifying and that we all agree with this principle, that we should have the right to live out our faith freely. I agree 100%. Our guest this morning, Miss Ariel Del Turco. She's a director of uh, the Center for Religious Liberty at the Family Research Council. So before we take a break, uh, Ariel, tell folks how they can get uh, this supplemental report that you did uh, titled Hostility Against Churches. Yeah, so this report is on the homepage of FRC's website. 
and anyone can access that at frc.org. Perfect. So we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back uh, on the other side, uh, Ariel's written a ton of stuff and done a bunch of great research besides what we've talked about with uh, the hostility against churches piece. Um, She wrote a piece uh, for the Washington Stand, has a State Department human rights report gone woke. And also, we can't forget, Secretary of State Blinken defends fundraise or funding drag shows. Uh, Can't believe I'm actually saying these things out loud. Uh, But I am. So we'll talk about it on the other side. It can be dangerously easy to steal your identity during tax season because so much sensitive info is all together. Before we start the annual meeting of Sean's personal info, uh, has anyone seen social security number? Not me. Nope. Nuh-uh. Oh, no. He's been stolen. LifeLock by Norton makes it easy to help protect yourself. If you become a victim, we'll work to fix it. No one can monitor all transactions, but you can save up to 25% off your first year with promo code NEWS at LifeLock.com. Identity theft protection starts here. I'm Scott Trout, attorney and CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Fairfax area attorneys. Offices in Fairfax, Virginia and Frederick, Maryland. Cordell Cordell.com. Listen wherever you are at any time on the WFMD mobile app, a service of Frederick Air. Download it for free at the Google Play or Apple Store from 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Chris Murray, your financial editor on Free Talk Radio 930 WFMD at WFMD.com. And as a uh, podcast, you can go to Apple Podcasts and grab it there. And um, wrapping up our conversation this morning with my guest, Miss Ariel Del Turco. Um, and uh, she just does phenomenal work at the uh, Family Research Council. And also uh, part of that is writing for the Washington Stand, uh, a branch of uh, the FRC. Um, again, you can go to frc.org and uh, check that out including the report that we just talked about previously, uh, hostility against churches, um, and get some good, interesting, hard, true facts on that. So also, um, I was mentioning before the break, Ariel, uh, your, uh, just some of your other writings and research. Um, you know, w- we talk about uh, our State Department uh, and the importance, obviously, of all of our agencies, well, not all of them, but of a lot of our agencies, and then with those uh, that are appointed to lead those agencies. And right now, in my opinion, as I've been saying for a long time, we have extremely poor leadership uh, that's not focused on uh, reality and on things that should be, uh, that they should be focused on, but instead on things that are harmful, unnecessary, untrue, uh, incorrect, whatever uh, other, um, you know, example I can throw out there. So you wrote a piece, um, and again, I was saying, I don't believe I'm saying this out loud, but it's true. Um, Secretary of State Blinken defends funding drag shows. Why in the world would our State Department have anything to do with drag shows? Yeah, this was a very interesting admission from the State Department. So a few weeks ago, uh, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken uh, testified before a hearing of the House Appropriations Committee, and so he was asked about the State Department's budget. And one thing that came out was a grant that the State Department had um, offered last year uh, to award 
over $20,000 to uh, some group in Ecuador to uh, promote diversity and inclusion. But the way they were doing that was uh, through this huge drag show they were planning to hold in Ecuador. Uh, so Secretary Blinken was asked about this, and he said, oh, well, uh, we're funding this because we uh, believe in democracy and we're trying to promote democracy around the world. Uh, but he then said, look, I, I don't get why this is a big deal. Uh, Americans for a long time have like loved the movie Mrs. Doubtfire. Uh, so Americans love this stuff. It's not a big deal. It, that's a pretty silly argument to make for a lot of reasons. Uh, first of all, the American government wasn't funding the movie Mrs. Doubtfire overseas, but also it wasn't uh, about a sincerely uh, trans individual or even about an individual participating in a drag show. Uh, so th it's just silly, and it's terrible that... Uh, the administration would feel comfortable using American taxpayer money to fund something that many Americans do not believe in, uh, that they don't support happening even in the United States, nevertheless, uh, something that they should be funding in a foreign country. Yeah, and um, I would say uh, most Americans, I mean, like the super majority, uh, don't want that. It's bad enough we're fighting against it in schools. We're fighting against it in libraries. Uh, I mean, you name it. But uh, one of your key points there on the financial side was it's the American taxpayer, not i.e. the government. We are it's our tax money that they're using and they're using it for something that's so ridiculous. Like you wrote in your piece, drag shows are bizarre. They're sexually charged displays that do not serve the U.S. national interest and American taxpayers must not be forced to fund this. This is one example out of many, many others that aren't talked about. Um, and I get it. Everybody's busy. We all have, you know, our families to care for and raise and provide for. We, you know, we want to do a good job. If we're still working, uh, we want to be productive um, and live good lives. And it's hard to do all those things, and you have all this other nonsense floating around you, um, you know, you, most people don't want to get distracted. But that is, this is sick. This is extremely um, worrying to a lot of people that I talk to. Um, and again, they're using taxpayer money to do it. It's not like you, you can have somebody say, oh, yeah, here, we're going to have a fundraiser so we can have this drag show um, overseas, uh, that's different. If that's the, what you want to do with your money, fine, but they shouldn't be using ours. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and the United States government is extremely generous, and by extension, American taxpayers are extremely generous uh, to the rest of the world. We give a great deal in foreign assistance to uh, countries that are in need. And countries like Ecuador actually do have legitimate needs. Uh, so it's just crazy that we would offer them uh, not help for those very real needs, not help growing their economy uh, or, and controlling their migration. Uh, many of these Latin American countries uh, struggle to provide jobs for their people, and so they end up traveling to America looking for work, causing an immigration crisis at our border. We should be helping address issues like that, but instead, uh, the Biden administration is extremely partisan, and so they're offering these radical social programs, these progressive leftist social programs uh, that many of these countries don't even want. They're uh, majority Catholic. They're more traditional than the United States. Uh, these types of programs, drag shows, uh, other types of uh, just radical programs with a social agenda just are not helpful to these countries. I spoke with an ambassador from a Latin American country recently, uh, and he was like, uh, yeah, he, he just talked about this problem of how much he appreciates U.S. assistance, but yet some of the programs that they're offering are just so off target for what is the true need on the ground there.
Yeah, it's such a waste of money, um, effort, resources. It's uh, it's embarrassing for again people that work hard and pay taxes. Um, it's it's just so um, so hurtful. It, it's really a shame. Uh, so tell our, our our listeners again about how they can learn more about the Family Research Council and also find a lot of free information that's very uh, well thought thought out, um, you know, researched, honest, how can they get that information? Yeah, so we're tracking these types of issues every day. Um, I I pay close attention to what the State Department is doing and how they are spending, or I should say misusing some of our money. Uh, But I write a lot of articles on the Washington Stand, so you can go to WashingtonStand.com for a lot of our news and opinion commentary. And for um, larger, more detailed resources, you can go to FRC.org. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to join us and providing information. And I know you're doing God's work. So uh, the best of luck to you and and keep up the good work. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Um, Yeah. So uh, like Ariel said, you can go to um, uh, frc.org and um, get Uh, detailed information, and then also bounce over to the Washington stand, sign up for their free email. Um, That's what I did. I get it my uh, my inbox every day, so um, I I think you'll uh, you'll benefit from that, and it would be a good thing. Uh, you're more educated, you know what's really going on, the truth behind all this stuff, as opposed to all the hype and um, well and lies that are out there. So, and you know, we talk about these root causes, right? Everybody, which is ridiculous. Um, you hear this administration, we're going to find out the root cause. We're going to get a committee. We're going to do a task force. We're going to do this, that, and the other. Well, guess what? Um, the, the root cause for so many things, it, it's so obvious, but they won't talk about it. So it's better that we're more informed. Um, and we, we really do understand just how short they are with uh, coming up just just to even a mediocre level of uh, uh, of leadership because there's none there. And um, again, the more information you can get about these kind of issues and how it's impacting us as individuals, our families, our children in particular, grandchildren, how that ripples out into all the other areas of our life is so important. So um, that's why I wanted you to meet uh, Ariel Del Turco this morning and um, and hopefully, uh, you know, sign up for that free stuff and, and, and make sure you're in the know. And uh, that does it for us. I will talk with you on the Morning News Express with Bob Miller and Ryan Hedrick weekdays at uh, 550, 6.50, 7.50 a.m. Those are live calls uh, where the three of us banter back and forth about the world of uh, business and finance. And then back here next Saturday for another edition of the Your Financial Editor program. This is Chris Murray wishing you and your family financial success.